what's his name? The kid in the orange jacket You can barely understand What he says His name's Kenny Suddenly He gets killed every single week Then comes back to life again Oh suddenly he breathes again Why he comes back to life I just don't know He says oh, 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 oh. What's his name? He's a kid in an orange jacket then he talks and no one understands Oh, I believe it's Kenny Why he dies each week I just don't understand Does he have some suicidal plan for him? What's his name? The kid in the orange jacket You can never understand What he says It is Kenny It is Kenny Hey, do you like circuses, Bill? Um, yeah, they're alright you like Circuit du Soleil? Uh, that looks a little freaky. Yeah, uh, I've been to Circus du Soleil, uh, in Paris, uh, many, many, many years ago. Yeah. Uh, almost before they started being, like, super really known, mm -hmm. uh, when they did the Beatles thing. I think the Beatles thing is maybe the most, like, known thing they done. Right. I'm not sure. Uh, where they created a show to Beatles theme. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh it's called Love. But I saw it. It's really artsy. Right. So if you don't like artsy things, I I don't really think it's for you. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I don't really like artsy things. But it's kind of. I think I think it's kind of interesting that I used uh, Cirque du Soleil uh, as a plot point to a South right. Park episode. Were they really known already in two thousand? Um, that's a good question. I really don't know because uh, I'm not sure when when love started playing. I mean, uh, they were known before that, but I think they super got known because they used to get the hold of the rights to the Beatles uh, catalog and, and created a show around it. Alright. Um, well, you know, um, Ringling Brothers is closing after their tour. I actually got a chance to see them about a month ago, and 
Oh, yeah. It was a good show. It's just, there's so many... There were just so many things against it, like the protests, one thing, and I had heard they were losing money, and it was just... It, it's sad that they're closing. I mean, animal abuse is always animal abuse. Yeah. Uh, either way, you, 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 you turn it around. So having elephants in circus, having at all animals in the circus, and I think that's more or less what circus they got known for is not having a single animal. Uh, not saying that circus display is treating all their performers good, right? Uh, and and this is not taking, this is not really taking out of context, but it's 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 known that they don't pay. Uh, all supporters uh, of Cirque du Soleil the same money. Mm -hmm. Plus, if you really think about it, it's... Excuse me. It, it, I mean, like, there's animal abuse everywhere. It's just because it's the circus. Right. You know, that, you know, that's how it is. But... Uh, the circus is going to be a, a part of the episode that we review today. And the episode that we are reviewing is Quintuplets 2000. Or, well, sorry to cut you off, or no. in some syndicated markets it is referred to as Contorting Quintuplets 2000. And on the South Park site it is referred to as Quintuplets. So I have some uh, funny circus lay facts. Uh, it was founded in 1984. Mm -hmm. It has 5,022 employees. That's a lot of people. It is. <laughs> That's lightning and everything, though. But uh, and uh, and uh, the show that I was kind of talking about uh, uh, love. Is is uh, is maybe they're known mostly for I don't know uh, and uh, they had uh, we were La Elvis in two thousand and nine uh, then they had uh, Michael Jackson yeah I remember the Michael Jackson one yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to see where... The Beatles' Love was from 2006. Okay. Um. So the, the tour that would be around 2000 is the tour from 23rd of... No, 22nd of April, sorry. Uh, called Drellian. Okay. Um, so that would be the closest, and that was the tour around... I'm I'm looking on their website right now. They have a show in Baltimore in August. Uh, let me see where else they will be. Uh, they'll be in Cincinnati, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Toledo, Canada, Brooklyn, Miami, Jacksonville, um, Boston, Switzerland, Austria, Germany, lots of Germany. Yeah. They're really known in Germany. And in the UK. Yes. 
Whew, so get ready to get cultured today, folks. Yes. As we will now review the episode Quintuplets 2000, as this originally aired on April 26th, 2000. So the episode begins with all the parents dressed up, getting ready to go to Cirque de Cheville, which is a parody of Cirque du Soleil. And the boys are all dressed up too, and they're a little disappointed that they have to get dressed up for this. So they go to the circus, and, you know, they're all in their seats waiting for the show to begin, and here's this clown that comes, and he's bothering Stan. And Stan's like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. And... The clown does this act where he has an umbrella and the rain falls on top of the umbrella. So then he offers Stan the umbrella and Stan doesn't want to take it. And Cartman's like, hey, doesn't want to take a stupid umbrella. And Cartman's mom slaps him across the back. Um, so then Stan takes the umbrella and the rain falls down on him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I would be so angry if that happened to me, by the way. Oh, my gosh. So the show begins, and they're going through the show. It's a two-hour show. And the kids are just falling asleep. They're, they're just bored. They're tired. And then here comes a group of little girls. They are quintuplets who can contort into pretty much any shape, really. I mean, they are fantastic. They I mean, are. They are super duper fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the boy, and that's what gets the boys going. They're really, you know, excited to see this. So after the show, um, the the parents say, "Well, we really had a good time. It's just too bad this was the last night of the tour." So. You know, because I think the boys would have wanted to go back again. So then we go into the the dressing room of the quintuplets who are with their grandmother. Now, they are all from Romania. And remember Romania for this entire episode. Yeah. So, you know, they ask their grandma if they did a good job. And she's like, oh, you did a very good job. And then a couple of officials from Romania come and tell, you know, the grandma, you, got, you all got to get ready to go. We're going back to Romania. So as they're starting to get ready, the grandmother has an idea. They go out through the window because the girl's mother wanted her kids to have a better life in America. So they all leave through the window as the, as the Romanian officials are waiting. And then they open the door and they see that they're all gone. So the, the, five, or the quintuplets and the grandmother, they get on a boat and they start, the, the motorboat, and they start driving. Meanwhile, the Romanian officials then ask two Indians to help them catch them. And they're pedaling. So, this is a little bit of a funny chase. Oh, yeah. And then, 
the girls all see that, you know, uh, this could be it. And the grandmother tells them to get into position. So all five girls and the grandmother jump off the boat and grab onto a tree branch. All one, on, you know, one on top of the other. Meanwhile, the Romanian officials and the Indians crash and they all die. And where did all of this take place at? Stark's Pond. Oh! So, after that, they try to figure out what they're going to do. Meanwhile, the boys are trying to reenact what the girls did. So, Stan, Kyle, and Cartman, they are the performers, while Kenny is the singer. And they think that the act will never work because Kenny cannot sing. And Kenny gets upset about that. So, after, you know, all that, because their goal is to have their own Cirque de Cheville kind of show. So after that, um, the grandfather makes or makes Stan sit down and watch TV to make him a man instead of some pansy. <laughs> oh, the grandpa, the grandfather is great in this episode. Yes, well, definitely. He's, uh, he's one of the best. <laughs> he's one of the best. So then there's a knock on the door. And they open the... So uh, Randy and Sharon open the door. And it's the quintuplets and the grandmother. And they're like, we've got no place to go. Can you please help us stay here for the night? And they, you know, accept them to stay for the night. And the grandfather, or Grandpa Marsh, takes a look at the grandmother. And she's like, huh, she's not so bad looking. And the dad, or Randy, just gets disgusted by this. Oh, but it only gets better. It's so disgusting. <laughs> so, Kenny is back home, and he starts practicing uh, singing opera. So, you know, he does a couple of notes here and there. And then he has to sing an Andre Bocelli song. Ah, I love this. And I have to ask, is this the best storyline with, with uh, uh, Kenny? Him, Kenny so far? This very well might be. Yeah, I have, I have a strange feeling it is. And, and I want to apologize, it's Andrea Bocelli. Yes. So, um, so, you know, Kenny is singing the song. And the grandmother changes and gets ready for bed when there's a knock at the door, and it's Grandpa Marsh. <laughs> so that sound, that sound I made now says it all. <laughs> this, is, this is not PG, people. No, it's not. This is why we always have the explicit tag on every week. Uh. For reasons like this. So, um... So, oh my god, this is too much. So, the grandma tells him about how um, she used to be a contortionist. Just oh, like her grandkids. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you know they, they so and and the grandfather's like do you think you could still do that oh oh so then we go back to Kenny still singing he's practicing and then we see the grandfather standing up mm-hmm. naked mm-hmm. Now this is what okay. Now this is what threw me off real quick. Okay. Grandpa, for the entire show up to this point, has been in a wheelchair. Yeah. Now all of a sudden he gets up and can walk. I mean, I think it has to do with motivation. To be honest, I mean, if he was motivated enough, he could probably really walk. He wants to be sick because. It makes him sound look cool, I guess. Oh, and uh, and by the way, for everyone, the song that Kenny is singing of Andrea Bocelli is Porti Volar Cante Partiro, or Vivir. So, then it happens. We get at the end, at the end of this part, we see mm-hmm. Grandpa Marsh mm-hmm. and the grandmother what? making out, doing it, mm-hmm. and the grandmother's legs are all over him. It is and, uh, probably the single. Most... You you go ahead. No, it's the most disgusting sex scene in the entire world. This is the most disgusting thing maybe in the history of South Park. Ugh. And we haven't even gotten into the double-digit season. Nope. Ah. Oh. No, this is this is so hard to watch. This, this, I mean, <laughs> I, I I I can watch a lot of things, but this is so. Um, yeah. I I okay. I had to turn away at the end of this. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it's it's anti it's anti Viagra. If you are super super horny one night <laughs> and don't want to masturbate, hey, wait a minute. Look, look at this instead. I I can promise you, you will never ever think about sex <laughs> again if you if you look at this when you're horny. So, so it's a good it's a good way to get rid of a boner, I guess. So. After Kenny has sung, now he has to sing the work of Mozart. So then we go to the next morning, and Randy and Sharon, they're talking about, you know, how long do you think they're going to stay here? I mean, we can't keep them here forever. And they notice that it's 11 o'clock in the morning. So Grandpa Marsh has gotten up. And he's moving around, and, you know, he's had a good <laughs> And he's so happy. Yes. He's so happy. <laughs> so Randy then decides to go upstairs and see what's happened with the grandma. So he knocks on the door. No answer. Knocks on the door again. No answer. He opens the door, and there's the grandmother lying in the bed with flies just flying around her. Mm-hmm. She's dead. 
Oh my god, they killed grandma. <laughs> She's... Bastards. <laughs> so... <laughs> so Randy has to do a double look. And the grandmother is dead. And... Grandpa Mars then comes up and Randy shows her, or shows him, that she's dead. And then, I can't say it with a straight face, we get one of the greatest one-liners in the history of this, maybe in the history of television. Grandpa goes, oh, no wonder she didn't say goodnight last night. Uh. <laughs> I love that one liner. It's so good. And the dad and Randy's like, "Ew, dad!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. That is one of the greatest. Lines. No yeah, wonder she didn't good. say goodnight to me. So then, this is like the ultimate one-two combo of scenes. So. Randy and Sherry go out to the back. Stan, Kyle, and Cartman are there, and the quintuplets are there. So he gathers all of them. And then he said, or he asks them a question. He says, Anybody here with a grandmother, please step forward. Stan, Kyle, and Cartman step forward. The girls step forward. Uh, not so fast, girls. Yeah, <laughs> I love that song. Oh, oh my god, that was the worst thing. That was so great. So that is how these girls find out that their grandmother has died. Oh, it's so rude. Oh my god. So, um, uh, after, so after that. The boys, or Stan in particular, convince Sharon and Randy to keep the girls here because if they let them go, excuse me, they're going to go back to Romania. So, you know, they decide that they can stay. And what's the best way to keep them staying? By putting them in a cage and treating them like they're dogs. So we have this news piece where they're like little dogs and you can see them for five dollars and you can feed them fish sticks. Oh my god. So then the Romanian government sees this and they are like, we have got to get the girls back. We have to get them back. So, they then put out a video of this guy, who we believe is their father. And the, the guy, you know, is trying to, you know, read the note and, you know, be sympathetic and trying to get, you know, like, I miss my doctors. I want them back here in Romania. So, you know, we have that. And then we see Kenny. He's at a, a, a school for uh, musical talent. And 
the the director of the school is like, well, he's got potential, but he wouldn't really work well here. He would have to go to Europe. And the mom is like, are you sure this is what you want, Kenny? And, you know, Kenny says, you know, mm-hmm. So then the girl, or then the girls are with uh, the, the remaining boys, and they try to show the girls America. So while that's happening, Kenny is singing La Donna e Mobile from Verdi's Rigoletto. And so this is going hand in hand. And so Cartman shows, you know, Cartman is sort of like the leader of this. So he's like, look at what we have in America. Log rides. Double bacon cheeseburgers. <laughs> I love that uh, all the things he said is, is his personal things. Yeah. Nothing like... Freedom! Yep. <laughs> Sheep shearing contests! And shopping malls! And the last Yay. one has the girls smiling. It just has them smiling. So then, the Romanian government, or two members of it, and the dad, go to D.C. to talk to Janet Reno. And... Oh my gosh, I, I have so much I want to say at the end of this. Um, so Janet Reno said, you know, agrees to help, um, you know, the Romanian government get the girls back. And, you know, they're going to figure out a way to do it. So we come back and the, and, and there's this protest outside of Stan's house. And, you know, they're all for the girls staying here in the U.S. They're all for it. And, you know, the, the Stan sees this, the parents see this, and they're just, you know, surprised about how big this is going. So then some U.S. troops come and they ask for the girls. And they are not going to get them. So then the guy says, All right, you have until... Um, how long do we have until? You have until Easter Sunday to give up the girls. <laughs> yes. Yes. Meanwhile, in Romania, Kenny is trying out and the people, or the, the leader, or the directors of the school think that Kenny is amazing. And that he should stay here to perform. And, you know, the mom's like, well, we don't have much money. You know, we don't have anywhere to live. And the guy's like, it's okay. We're Romania. We're dirt poor too. And it's like, we found our home. Like, they have to pay, like, $200 to live in Romania. <laughs> oh, which is so bad. So then, um, we get, um, trying to think. There's a scene where the guys are trying with the girls to do their act, and 
it's not really working out for them. Then we go back to Romania where Kenny is performing his concert at the end and the people love him. They just adore him in Romania. And, and to be honest, he's really good. He is. And they're like, we want Kenny to stay here permanently. Mm. And, and the mom's like, well, you know, if you do this, you're going to be leaving all your friends behind. And he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So Kenny decides to stay in Romania. Then we get a video of Kenny's dad <laughs> who says that he misses his boy and that he would like for him to come home so he could get a new pickup truck. Bonk. I mean, I miss my son. I love him. So now we go to Easter Sunday. And there's a big helicopter hovering. And here's Janet Reno in an Easter Bunny suit. And, you know, they're talking last-minute strategies. And Janet Reno goes down with a zip line, or not a zip line, but down with a cord to go down. So she sneaks around, and nobody knows this. So then she had, well, she has a gun. And she throws an egg into the living room while the family is watching TV. But it's not just an ordinary egg. It's tear gas. And the whole room is covered in smoke. And the, like, the federal military come in and they take the girls and they're telling you know everyone to freeze. And then we get this funny moment where the grandfather is telling the one soldier, I dare you to shoot me! I dare you, you pussy! Come here! Shoot me, you little faggot! And the guy just, he can't stand it. He can't deal with it. And he just loses it. And nobody gets hit. So, you know, no one gets hurt. So, then, as they're leaving... The entire house collapses. The house collapses. Aww. Mm-hmm. So then Kyle and Cartman come by, and Stan tells them the girls have been taken. They've been taken. So, you know, it's like, man, we're never going to get our circus to go. So then Stan delivers sort of a speech where he convinces the protesters to stay with them and to protest. And then they ask them if they get overtime pay, which I found funny. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pay you overtime money. And, you know, you know, we could do this. So they all go. And meanwhile we see the Romanian officials and Janet Reno taking pictures with the kid, with the girls. And the girls look very sad. So the boys go to the Air Force base, and at first they're not allowed in, but then they bring their, you know, the rioters. And they come out, and they just barge right through the fence to get in. 
So then, here comes the military out, and, you know, there's this big fight going on. So the girls are seeing this, and then one of the girls goes on the phone, and they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm calling the only person that can really help us. Hmm, I wonder who this could be. So we get back, and the fight still continues. And we get one point where Sharon is beating up a soldier, and she's like, This is for blowing up my house! And then the girls come, and everyone stops. And we get this speech from the girls. And that they say that they're just tired of all of these groups. They're tired of their dad for acting like they like he missed them, when in reality, he walked out on them. And then, he, they're upset about the Romanian leaders for not, for caring about nothing about the girls and only wanted to make America look stupid. So every time... And they hear the voice going, yeah! Yeah, this is Carmen yeah. doing that. And then, they say to the protesters, you have nothing better to do. And then... Yeah, the boys said. Yep. And then, to the boys, who they consider the worst of all, for their ignorance about the culture of Romania, thinking that America is just better than every other place in the world, when in fact, you know, it doesn't really matter where you're from, and, you know, you can be happy with wherever you live. So, then, here comes this limo, and it's Oprah Winfrey's limo. So, what? yep. So they're like, we're going to op we're going on the Oprah Winfrey show, and then we're going to do a press. Uh, we're going to do a press tour. And then one of the girls says, you could kiss our little Romanian asses. And the, bo <laughs> and the boys are like, well, there goes our circus. And you would think, right there, that's the end of the episode. But it's not. Because back in Romania... We have people protesting for Kenny to stay in Romania with the U.S. government trying to get <sighs> Kenny out. I love, I just love this. It's so, it's so funny that, uh, and it's so timely. Mm -hmm. Like today, this, this would make a huge case. And I'm so happy how how everything is looking here. So then, she or they get into the house, and they're trying to get Kenny, and 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 the uh, and the mom and the one guy's like, all right, you have a couple of seconds until, and then he just starts shooting, and that they kill Kenny, and that is the end of Quintuplets 2000. Yeah, how I... Wild episode. Wild episode. Oh, so fun. And it's maybe the best Kenny storyline so far. I would agree. I, I, I do think so. And uh, I love when they use the entire cast in different storylines that all goes together at the end. Mm -hmm. I think that's why why this is getting such a high rating from me. 
All right. Um, what what is your rating? Well, my rating is my third, my third ten in a row. Oh, uh, I I just adore this episode. Uh, it's so funny. It's one of my favorite episodes of this season. Again, I think it's funny that all my favorite episodes is coming in a row. I was kind of low on the first episode. I was kind of yeah sad. Uh, you two guys were much more happy yeah, about more that episode. Uh, so I think it's kind of fitting that I'm the one that's giving uh, the rest of it ten, tens, tens after tens after tens after tens. Uh, not saying that it will be like this forever. Right. Not at all. Which we've proven before. Right. But uh, this is this is a good ten out of ten. Uh, I want I want more of this kind of storyline. I think it's some of the things that I, I, it's just funny. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, it, I can't explain it better than I find it freaking hilarious funny, and that's why I like it. Well, Fro, I have to tell you, um, after I saw this episode, in my mind, I was so torn about what rating to give this episode. I mean, okay. I was torn. But the more I thought about it, the more I was thinking, I laughed so much during this episode. I mean, so much. The one-liners, the jokes, everything. So you're not alone this week. I am giving this a 10. This is my first 10 of the season. Good. It is so good. It is, it is funny. It's just fantastic it's just uh, i think that the play that uh they did here uh making the boys as uh also one of the biggest assholes of mm -hmm. this uh, episode worked so good yeah because this is the first time we see that the boys kind of are egocentric to the extreme mm -hmm. I, I i i would I would make a case that this is the first episode where we see uh, the true colors. And also them being children, uh, just uh, thinking about themselves. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll get Michael's um, rating for this episode next week, but yes. this is just so good. It, it, we forgot to ask him. It, it makes fun <laughs> of just, just about everything. Um... It's just amazing. Um, so we do have some. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure what else there is to say because it's such perfect, perfect episode. Yeah. Anyway. So. Inform. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we do have some notes about this episode. Um. This okay. There's just so much to talk about. Days before the air date of this episode, Matt and Trey had the first half of an episode with the quintuplets visiting South Park. They had the first half, but they didn't have a back half. This all boils down to, and I want to see if you remember this, bro. 
Elian Gonzalez. Do you remember that name? Mm. No. Okay. He was a little boy from Cuba who... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who was on a boat. His mom had died. <laughs> and there were relatives in Miami who were keeping, you know, they were staying with him. And there was this whole thing of, like, the kid should stay here. And then, one night, the U.S. government and Janet Reno in particular decided, let's make the move. So you have the famous picture of the military guy, or the border, whoever, with the gun pointing at the guy, I guess his uncle, and Elion Gonzalez. Yeah. Bro, I remember that happening that morning. I was beyond pissed. Yeah, I think every American was. Because I felt, I mean, I was only 14. I was going to be 15 in a little bit. But I felt, you can't do this. You know? If the kid wants to stay and these people are willing to take care of, you know, of the boy, let him stay, you know? And, oh, I was so pissed. I was pissed. Um, I mean, was anybody, like, happy about what happened in that situation? Not, I don't think so. Not that I remember. Um... Now, let me tell you real quick about what Ilion Gonzalez has been up to as of late. Yeah, because uh, I never heard anything about it. Um, he is currently 23 years old. Uh, oh, that makes me old. You ain't kidding. According to a 2015 ABC News report, Gonzalez was studying to be an industrial engineer and hoped to marry his high school sweetheart and fiancé after finishing college. Oh, that's good. He stated that although he did not regret returning to Cuba, he would like to travel to the United States one day to give my love to the American people. Oh. In July 2016, he received a degree in industrial engineering from the University of Matanzas and read a letter to Fidel Castro from his graduating class vowing, quote, to fight from whatever trench the revolution demands. And then he became a suicide bomber. <laughs> uh, wrong, wrong, wrong part of the world, bro. Oh, oh. Whoopsie. Um, now, there were ramifications to the whole Elian Gonzalez thing. Right. And some people believe that this may have been a factor in the 2000 presidential election. Which affected the outcome in Florida. In particular, Al Gore's handling of the matter may have been as great a factor as anger by the predominantly Republican Cuban community over the boy's return to Cuba. Gore initially supported Republican legislation to give the boy and his father permanent resident status, but later supported the administration position. He was attacked by both sides in the dispute for pandering and being Now, according to Wikipedia, 
this episode is also based on the Dion quintuplets. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, they were born in Ontario, Canada, and they are the first quintuplets known to have survived their infancy. Okay. Um, the girls, all five of them, were born two months premature. After four, what's the surprise? <laughs> after four, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's no surprise at all, because every like, if you're if you're having a lot of kids, yes, you're going to have pregnancy before everything happens. Yeah. Um, after four months with their family, they, meaning the Canadian government. Or they were made wards of the king for the next nine years under the Dion Quintuplets Guardianship Act of 1935. The government, oh, that's... The, the government and those around them began to profit by making them a significant tourist attraction in Ontario. Now, here are the girls in order of birth. Yvonne, Annette, Cecile... Emile and Marie. Emile passed away on August 6th, 1954. Oh, that's my mom's birthday, August 6th. She was only 20. Marie passed away on February 27th, 1970. She was 35. Yvonne passed away June 23rd, 2001. That's my grandmother's birthday! Damn, two of them died on family members' birthdays. That's great. Uh, but she was 67. Annette... Okay, that's, that's more okay. Annette and Cecile are the only two surviving members. Oh, no! And their birthday is actually... The same. On, well, well you duh. But it's on it's on May twenty eighth. There's a joke. It was a There's joke. A joke. It, it is going to be May twenty eighth. That is their birthday. So their birthday will oh. be coming up real, real soon. Um, Happy uh, birthday. Yeah. I guess. Three of the five went on to marry and have children. Marie had two daughters, Annette three sons, and Cecile five children, including one who died in infancy infancy and twins, Bruno and Bertrand. Emile devo devoted her brief life to becoming a nun. Yvonne finished nursing school before turning to sculpting, then later becoming a librarian. <coughs> okay. So, so yeah. So how many are alive? Two. Now? Two, okay. Two of them. All right. What do you think? Uh, no, I was going to make a really bad joke. Okay. I take it. Good thing you didn't say it. Yep. Um, it was offensive and stupid, so. Yeah. All right. Like everything else I say. Yeah. Okay, now that what? I... You're not supposed to agree with that. <laughs> um, to IMDb... Of 1,165 people who have rated this episode, the average rating 
is a 7.5 out of 10. Ooh, that's low. 327 people voted this a 7, which comes up to 28%. 163 people gave this a 10. So that's 14%. And 26 people gave this a 1. Whoa. Wow. That's How can you give that a 1? I mean, I could sort of understand the 7, but oh, how could you give this a 1? Yeah, I know. Well, we have a couple of reviews to read. The, okay. fir the first one is from Gangsta Hippie. Ooh, never heard about that. Mm. This episode has the boys going with their parents to see something that resembles Cirque du Soleil. The boys hate it, but are... Oh, <laughs> Sorry, it is Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, it is. Come on. Yeah. The boys hate it, but are fascinated by the young quintuplets' performance. The quintuplets are from Romania. However, their grandmother wants them to live in America, so they all escape and stay at Stan's house. The boys are inspired to start their own Cirque and... Cirque and even get Kenny to try to singing. Kenny does have a great voice and decides to go to Europe for singing lessons. The girls also help the boys with their Cirque. The grandmother dies and the Romanian government wants them to be returned to Romania. The boys and protesters are trying to stop them. This episode has very funny moments and is a great episode. And one thing I forgot to mention, this episode aired four days after after Ileon Gonzalez was taken back. <laughs> so, again, this is those one of those times where Trey and Matt nailed it on the head. Well, I mean, that part isn't in it, but I just wanted to reference that. Okay, and we have one more from S.R. Dippling from Topeka, Kansas. That cannot be a real name. I hope it's not. Uh, Dippling wrote, South Park has both a great talent and weakness for playing with the current events of the day. Around the time this show was aired, Cuban rap survivor Elian Gonzalez was being hackled between the U.S. government and the Cuban government over who should have custody of the boy. I forgot his age, but I believe he was six or younger. That, that's about right. That's about right. He was six or seven, I think. Elion's relatives in Miami, or his dad, back in Cuba. The real story has little Elion returned to Cuba and indeed, one scene involving Kenny McCormick as a singing sensation in Romania getting trapped in a closet by rampaging Fed Troops mirrors almost exactly an AP photo of the little boy being forcibly taken from his folks. A funny and somewhat politically ambivalent episode. Maybe not one of their best, but sly and memorable all the same. Alright. Um, I don't think there's anything else to add. We talked so much about the episode and the whole Alien Gonzalez thing. And I mean, it's uh, it's an episode you either uh, love or hate, uh, probably. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> because it's it's it is about you as politics in a way. And uh, if you're not that interested in politics, I can understand that you find it episode uh, uninteresting. But uh, right. both me and Bill are really into politics, so speak I, for uh, yourself. <laughs> Sorry. Speak for yourself. You you are into politics. No. Wow. I mean, I'll have. I mean, I'll I'll have a conversation every once in a while, but. I mean, you voted. Yeah, I did vote by 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 itself. That's true. That you're I did kind vote. of into politics. I I did vote. You're right. Anyway, my point was, uh, I, it's not. It, this is not for everybody. Right. I agree with that. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, so that's going to do it for this week's show. So you can follow the show on Twitter. We're at SharksPond97. And don't forget to join the Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. If you can't find it in the search, click on the link below. It'll help you get there. All right, next time around, we will continue uh, Season 4 with... Very interesting episode, um, to say the least. Yeah. Very interesting. If you haven't figured what's, it, what's it called? Yeah, the name. Yeah, what's it called? Cartman joins Nambla. Yeah, and uh, I don't promise. That my fun streak will continue, but I will say it's highly likely. Hmm. Well, we'll have to wait and see. And hopefully, Michael will be back with us next week. And on that note, thanks for listening. For Fro, I'm Bill. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, everybody. No wonder she didn't say goodnight.